the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. The Bible tells all of us who are blessed to be a part of the body of Christ to be imitators of Christ. One of the many reasons why we're told to be imitators of Him is because Jesus is the head of the church. By design, the head leads and guides the body into the direction it should go. The body is supposed to follow the leading and the direction of the head by going in the direction and doing what the head said. God designed the body of Christ to operate the same way too. We Christians who are the body of Christ are supposed to do the same thing that our head, Jesus Christ, did. We're to follow the lead of our head and do whatever our head, Jesus, commands us to do, his body, that we should do. Whatever the head does, we're supposed to follow and do. Whatever the head doesn't do, we're supposed to follow his lead and not do to it. That's because being imitators of Christ is what God the Father told all of us, his children, we ought to do. God wants us to be imitators of Christ. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Now, this is a wonderful opportunity that's presented before me and you. And a daunting cast for most of us, too. You might say, well, why is that, Pastor? Because if the truth is anywhere they're told, none of us can see God in order to imitate him. Most of us can't see God. We ain't never seen God. Amen. I saw God. You're lying. Turn to John chapter 6, please. Word of God is true. <laughs> John chapter 6. <laughs> I like the Bible. The Bible tells us what we're supposed to think and do. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You don't believe me? Believe Jesus. John chapter 6. Anybody here believe Jesus? John chapter 6. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We'll start reading at verse 46. Let's do 45 and come on down. It says, it is written in the prophets, and they shall, shall be all taught of God. Every man, therefore, that have heard and have learned of the Father cometh unto me. Not that any man hath seen the Father, save he which is of God. At that time, he was the only one that was of God. He hath seen the Father. He hath seen the Father. Save him the, uh, that which is of God, because he hath seen the Father. Jesus said, not that any man hath seen the Father. Jesus said, ain't nobody seen the Father but him. He said, because I'm from him. Remember, the Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus said, I was with him. You wasn't with him, I was with him. And so that means then, how can we imitate somebody we ain't seen? 
How can we imitate somebody that we don't know what they do? Go to John chapter 1, please. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the word that you gave to us, which is true. John chapter 1. Mm-hmm. John chapter 1, verse 18. A powerful statement is made. It says in verse 18, no man hath seen God at any time. No man. That word no man, phrase no man means not even one. That is none. Not even one. Not even one man has seen God at any time. At any time. Now that's good to me. Because that means if somebody tell me they've seen God. <laughs> Amen. I know what to believe. Because he said not no man have seen God at any time. He said the only begotten son which is in the bosom of the father he have declared him. Now only Jesus has seen the father but the good news is that he declares him. That word declares means to consider out speaking aloud. To, to consider out that is allowed. That is to rehearse him and unfold him. To rehearse him and unfold him, which means he's hidden. But God will unfold him and show him to you. Jesus will unfold him and show him to you. Jesus will unfold him and show him and, and consider him out. He will speak out loud who he is to you. See, Jesus calls all that is not seen about God to be seen because he declares him unto us. Everything that can't be seen about God, Jesus will show it to us. Jesus causes everything that is not known about God to be known because he declares it to us. He'll say it out loud. He speak it clearly to us so that we can understand who it is that he is, what he's about, how he conducts himself, how he deals what he does and how he does what he does. And by doing so, that is declaring himself unto us. We are able to imitate him like we've been commanded to do. That's why it's the word of God that is going to tell us that. Because remember, the Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 1, it says in the beginning was the word and the word became flesh. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Verse 14 says, and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory, that of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. That whom he's talking about is Jesus. Whom we know is Jesus. So therefore, Jesus is the word of God. Which means this word of God is who's going to tell you who God is. It's going to tell you how God conducts himself. It's going to tell you everything that you need to know about God. Everything that's secret is going to be brought to the forefront. Everything that's hidden is going to be unfolded and shown to you. This is a year for you to be able to learn God like you've never learned it before. So that you can begin to imitate him like, you, like you've never done before. God wants you to be able to imitate God. So this word is going to show it to you. That's why I'm going to sit there and talk to you about what I think. I'm going to show you what the word says to you. Because it's the word that declares to you who the father is. It's the clear word that declares unto you how the father conducts himself. It's the word that declares unto you how the, how the father does what he's do. So we could do it too. Now Jesus Christ was the walking, talking personification of the word of God. He was the walking, talking personification of the word of God. He is the word that took upon flesh to make himself visible to me and you. So that we can not just hear what he does, but see what he does too. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 2. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. 1 Peter chapter 2. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Because I would not be able to imitate my father without this word. Wouldn't know what to do. 1 Peter chapter 2. We'll start reading at verse 21. It says, so even hereunto were ye called. Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow in his steps. 
who did no sin, neither was God found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not, not again. When he suffered, he threatened not. Oh, man. Say Some of us said we got some work to do. Because when he was threatened, when he was suffered, he threatened not. But committed himself to him that judges rightly. Mm-mm-mm. Now notice, it says, for even, even here unto where ye called, this is what you called to. Christ also suffered for us, have, leaving us an example. That word example right there means an underwriting, a copy for imitation. It's a copy for imitation. I like that. Not a copy which is an imitation, but a copy for imitation. It's like if somebody handed you something and said, and say, I need you to transcribe this for me. And then they hand you something. You're supposed to write down every word that was there. Because then you have copied it like you're supposed to. It's for imitation. In fact, if you really want to get good at it, you're supposed to copy it the same way they did it. And said every line is there. Like, you know, like a copy machine. That when you put a page on there and you get that page back, it's the exact same way that it was. That's what God wants of each of, each of us. He wants us to be uh, 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 an imitation of, the, uh, 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 of that copy that he sent for imitation. Now, Jesus is our example. Christ is our example. Jesus is our example of, of whom we're, we're, we're supposed to conform ourselves. But notice, notice, notice that right after he told us this, uh, he's our example, it began to start talking about our conduct. Right after it started talking about he's our imitation, it started talking about our conduct. Because it's through our conduct that we're going to get a chance to demonstrate that we are in imitation of him. That we copy him. For it says, for even unto where ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us example, that ye should follow his steps. Then he began to start talking to you what kind of steps. Who did no sin. See, he did something. Did no sin. They didn't do something. Neither was God found in his mouth. There's something else he didn't do. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not. There's something else that he didn't do. When he suffered, he threatened not. Something else that he didn't do. But committed himself to him that judge rightly. That was something that he did. So don't believe no jacked up, crazy teaching that tells you it don't matter what you do. The devil is a liar. It does matter what you do. Because if you're going to imitate Christ, what you do needs to match the steps that he put out. Because remember, we're supposed to walk like he walks. Walk in the direction that he walks. See, he walked away from trouble. We'd have walked away to go get a bat and came back. Praise God. Or something. Or this text, excuse me, a bat. Forget a bat. A gun. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> this text is right here. Hallelujah. But we ain't supposed to do that no more. Not no more. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm only quiet. Because I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because you're going to walk in love like he's in love. Same way. That's what, we, that's what, that's what you're going to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's First Peter, right? Turn to John chapter 12, please. So we're supposed to imitate all God's moral perfections and acquire the same mind that was in Jesus too. Jesus imitated his father. That's how he could do what he do. And that's what God's telling us to do too. We're almost through John chapter 12, please. Stay with me. Praise God. God wants us to imitate him. What does he want us to do? Mm-hmm. As dear children. Not rebellious children. I ain't doing that. I don't think it take all that. I don't know about all that. Well, amen, amen. Goat. Praise God. John chapter 12. 
Let's look at verse 45. Letters in red, once again, this is Jesus said. Let's do 44 and come down. Jesus cried and said, he that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. Listen to Jesus. He that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. Which means when you see Jesus, you see the Father. Hallelujah. That's, that's good news. Because once again, we don't know what the Father do, but all we got to do is look at Jesus and see what he do. Because when we do what he do, then we do what the Father do. Because Jesus said, I don't do anything other than what my Father say. Excuse me, I don't do anything other than what I see my Father do. And I don't say anything other than what my Father say. That's why I say an audacious statement that when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You know, I ain't convinced you yet. Turn over to John chapter 14. I can look in some of your eyes. Like, mm-hmm. John chapter 14, verse 8. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffices us. Eastside Detroit say, quit playing. Just show us the Father. <laughs> Bottom line, just show us the Father. Verse 9 said, Jesus said unto him, man, dang. Have I been so long with you that you have not known me, Philip? He that have seen me have seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Eastside Detroit say, how you form your lips to even say something stupid like that? <laughs> that I've been with you how long? That you haven't recognized that when you've seen me, you've seen the Father? That every single thing that you've seen me do is what my Father does? Every single thing that you heard me say is what my Father say? That you, have you ever heard me say anything other than what my Father would say? Have you ever heard me, seen me do anything other than what my Father do? Look at the consistency. How long have I been with you? I can answer that. Three and a half years. That's how long he was close to three and a half years. Three and a half years and he ain't never did it differently. Than what the father did too. He's your example. That years later. You're supposed to be able to look at people and say. How long you done been with me. That you still don't know who the father is. Because everything you've seen me do. Is what the father would do. Everything you've heard me say. Is what the father would say. That's why I don't talk about the people of the church. Because I don't do stuff like that. That's why I don't talk about the leadership of the church. Because I don't do stuff like that. I don't talk about my boss like he's a louse. Even if he is a louse. I don't talk about like he is a louse. Why? Because that, do, do, that ain't what they do in my father's house. And because that ain't what they do, that ain't what I do. I pay my bills on time. Now, shouldn't I get this far ahead? My God, I shouldn't get this, shouldn't get this far ahead. Because folk ain't going to come back and hear the rest I said. Praise God. Amen. So just take that back. Act like I didn't say that. Praise God. That's a, Act like I say that. Let's just keep moving on. Jesus is your example. Hallelujah. And let's just let's move on from that point. Praise God. I, woo, that, that went too far. Turn to Hebrews chapter 12, please. We're almost through for the day. Just stay with me for another second or so. Hebrews chapter 12. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. That's what we ought to be able to say. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Because I don't say nothing other than what my Father said. I don't do anything other than what I see my father do. That when you've seen me, you've seen what God would do. I'm a walking, talking personification of everything that this word got to say. Why? Because I've studied it enough. Learned it enough. Stared at it enough to be able to know what it says to do. I didn't just carry it around as something I, some, something I'm told to do. But I swallowed it. 
Let it become a part of me, digested it until now it's me. And that's just what I do. That is no longer my second nature. It's now my nature. Dogs bark, cats meow, and I walk how my father did. It's just what I do. Hebrews chapter 12. How in the heck do you get there? I'll show you. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. It says, wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God, which means that what you're about to go through ain't going to match nothing what he went through, and he did it, so if he did it, you can do it too. But he, this is how you're going to do it. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. See, we're to keep our eyes upon him because he's the author and finisher of our faith. He's the one that wrote the script, and he's the one that's going to finish this thing for me and you. He's the one that started it, and he's the one that's going to finish it too. This even includes, praise God, everything about how it is that we should conduct ourselves in life too. See, our faith, talking about what we trust and rely upon, is in what Jesus said and did. We trust Jesus. We trust that he speaks the truth. He said of himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the way to conduct yourself in the direction that I ought to take myself. I am the truth. He ain't lying, no kind of a way. And he is the one that's going to get us to the life that God has in store for me and you. In fact, he said, I am your life. That's what you're supposed to do. So if Jesus was an example of the father and he is our life, then our life is supposed to be an example of the father. Jesus is, let me walk you through my logic again. Jesus is an example of how we're supposed to conduct our lives. And if Jesus is our example and he is our life, then our life ought to be a life that is an example of how the father should be. That's why we were born into that family. We're part of his family now. And because we're part of his family, when you get brought into a family, you got to learn the ways of that family. And if, I ain't got time to get into this right now. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. But you got to learn to denounce the ways of the old family and be able to pronounce the ways of this family. That the way you did it before you were brought into a family is not the way you do it after you come into a family. Because you're supposed to relinquish the old ways Pick up the new ways. And we're going to pick up the new ways. And relinquish the old ways. Because he's the author and finish of our faith. That's why we do it looking unto him. That word looking right there means to consider attentively. To consider attentively. Which means when we're looking at him, we ain't just looking at him like, yeah, okay, all right. This is not a casual glance. This is not a casual glance. This is an analyzing gaze with the intent to glean information. To glean ideas, to get tips on what and how things should and should not be done in our midst of our life. It's an analyzing gaze where you stand at somebody with the intention to do what you see them do. With the intention to conduct themselves like they do. Because you can't conduct yourself like they do unless you keep looking at them. You got to pay attention to them. That's why this is a wonderful time for us to begin to start paying attention to our Savior. Pay attention to our Lord. Begin to start learning who he is so that we can act like we really are his. Because God wants to put you on display. 
as an example of how it's supposed to be conducted each and every day. But until you swallow the idea that Jesus is your example and swallow the idea of how he says we're supposed to conduct ourselves, it'll never transform you into who you're supposed to be. Until you let into your heart what God said to you, it'll never produce the fruit that it's supposed to. And the fruit that's supposed to come out is that which is of God. But unfortunately, when you look at the fruit on many Christians, I'm so glad I ain't talking about y'all. You see rotten fruit that is not of God, which shows that something's wrong with the heart. But don't worry, I am a Holy Ghost heart surgeon. And I'm about to, I'm about to blow those, those, those arteries wide out. Praise God. So that this stuff can flow like it's supposed to. You can know like you're supposed to. And you can supposed to conduct yourself like you're supposed to. And don't worry if you're one of them rebellious kids with Satan's hand stuck up your butt. Don't worry. I'm also, I, I do hand-ectomies too. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just bend over. I'm going to get it up out of you. Praise God. So you can go ahead and do what God said to Trust me. You'll feel be- better after I finish. Praise God. Is anybody here? <laughs> I doubt I both sides. Is anybody here? Me up here? You'll be like, ooh, I feel, I feel good. <laughs> I think I'm going to shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> well, Jesus. But we got to do it looking unto him. He's the one that is the author and finisher of our faith. Remember, the Bible says the just shall live by faith. But he's the author and finisher of your faith, which means that we're going to look at him so that he can then be able to author and finish our faith. Because if the truth is anywhere near told, most of us has looked at something else which has changed what he authored. It's changed what he authored. God gave you a script called the Bible that tells you everything that you're supposed to say. God gave you a script called the Bible that tells you how you're supposed to conduct yourself. Act one, scene one, how you're supposed to act. Act one, scene two, what you're supposed to do. Act, act one, scene three, how you're supposed to be. It takes you through it step by step as to what you're supposed to do. But the problem is, is we've been looking at somebody else's script. We haven't been looking at God's script. That's why we don't know our lines. Come on, Trey. We don't know our lines. We don't know where we're supposed to be at a given time. When we're supposed to be in church, we're in our bed because we ain't read the script. You know what it said? The producer, the director, the Holy, it's trying to tell them, where are they? But they ain't where they're supposed to be. Why? Because they don't know their script. But that ain't y'all. Because y'all going to keep your eye fixed on Jesus, who is the author and finisher of your faith. So that he can be able to show you where you're supposed to be, how you're supposed to be doing, how you conduct yourself. And baby, when you do what you're supposed to do, get ready for good life to be able to come following you. When you do everything this the way that you're supposed to do it, get ready for stuff to start happening to you that's going to be beyond your wildest comprehension. Because that's the one to whom he abounds grace into the middle of their lives. The ones that conduct themselves the way God wants them to do and flow through them like he wants them to do. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you learn a little bit more about what God wants all of us to be and do. That is, to be imitators of Christ, you know, the God that made me and you. I hope even more that you're learning about the things that we can do to be better imitators of Christ like he wants us all to do. So let's do what God wants us to do and be imitators of Christ like he has given all of us the privilege to do. 
If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassett Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation services available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just go on the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And to all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas, we have something for you to do. Especially if your New Year's resolution was to draw closer to God. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. With a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge for the free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Neither I, VIP Transportation Service is available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers of Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. So come on through and let us be a blessing of you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith SA. I guarantee that you'll be blessed that day. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.